0: I Suck at Dating, an iHeartRadio podcast.
1: Hello, everybody, hey. and welcome to a whole new episode of Help! I suck at dating. Uh, I am Jared.
2: I'm Vanessa. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode. Thank
1: you for having us. Dean, unfortunately, is away. I think he's rock climbing, which is pretty awesome. I've always wanted to rock climb ever since I saw Mission Impossible Two. Remember the opening scene, Tom yes. Cruise? It's amazing. So yes. I'm pretty jealous. I'm the
2: worst that movie references, but uh, yeah, I'm like yes, a, I know I'm what a walking pop about.
1: culture reference. Well, uh, we are in studio, and we are joined today by the wonderful Jess Draper. Hello, Jess. Were well, you getting set up right now? So we'll Jessie, give you a second. Put right? your headphones. See, Jesse excuse Draper. me. Jesse e. Draper.
3: sitting on my chair. It's really high and I'm pretty
1: really tall. It's like, <laughs> oh, I know. you.
3: How oh. tall are you? I am 5'10". I, okay, Ooh. you're my sister's yeah.
2: height, which is so weird. So my sister's the, the oldest in my family. She's 5'10". I'm the middle child. I'm 5'3". And then my brother is the youngest and he's the smallest out of everyone. So like goes like in <laughs> decreasing order. Um, But it, I was reading your bio. First of all, I was fangirling over your bio. Oh. Thank you. So Jesse That's Draper like nice. is is an American talk show host, investor, and former actress, Nickelodeon star. I know, which, which is I'm
1: so jealous of. Yeah,
3: which show are we talking about? It was called The Naked Brothers Band, and I played the nanny. I was like, it was like when I was like 19 to 20. Three or something like that, and it was early days. It was like Miley Cyrus days. Oh, amazing! And it was a life that I can't believe. You know, it's like I live such a different life now. But it was it was so fun. I I mean, I had a blast. Kid, I was surrounded by kids all the time. I was, I played the nanny, and I actually was the nanny as well because you're surrounded by kids like <laughs> oh ages my God, six my to ten. Job. So, so
1: tell funny. us a little about uh, what you're doing right now, Jesse.
3: So I run a venture capital fund called Halogen Ventures, and we invest in female founded uh, consumer technology companies. Companies. So some of those companies include a company called Sugarfina. It's a great candy company. I love Sugarfina. So, me too. It but means, is that that a, means you like sugar.
2: I, oh, girl, I'm Italian. I love anything. <laughs> but is that only an L.A.-based
3: company? No, it's actually an international candy company. Okay. They're in hotels, Nordstrom's involved. and uh, So they're all over the place. And. Uh, we invest in uh, everything from clothing all the way to healthcare. So I have like a breast pump company, <laughs> really exciting. Um, Are and you a mom? I am a mom. I just had a baby three months ago, what, and it was great. my second. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. Well, happy welcome. belated Mother's Day. Yeah. yeah oh yeah, it Mother's was just Day. Mother's Day. What did you guys do? Uh,
1: I got my mom flowers. I good know. job. I tried. It's, That's you know, a good son. Very
3: creative. That's a good son. Hey,
1: it works every you time. You know what? It's <laughs> a
2: thought that counts. <laughs> I actually had uh, an entire family photo shoot before I came out to L.A. So we had my, my grandparents, my aunts, uncles, cousins. So we did an entire family photo shoot and that was my gift to Did you we match? Were, we did. So we, we wore jeans and a white top, which is like basic, <laughs> but whatever. It's but at least up. everyone it's, has it. It's classic. And, yeah. yeah, exactly. So I'm super excited that you're here, because uh, I'm
3: excited, was... you guys. Thanks, for nice coming. to meet you. By the way, Oh, it's you're wonderful so
2: meeting you. Yeah. As well. Thank you
1: for coming in studio.
2: So we were—I don't know if it was last week or the week it before. It was last week. I missed last oh, okay. week when we guys talk about we're, finances. You were talking about finances and being in a relationship, and when's the right time to bring up money talk, which is my favorite—not my favorite subject—but just because <laughs> I'm so like frugal, and I want to make sure the partner that I'm with understands and appreciates how frugal I am, and that they would adopt that mentality if they don't have that mentality
1: Has that ever caused issues in your relationship before uh, being so frugal
2: Uh no I've been made fun of but
1: It's never like caused tension
2: no, Apparently I this feel causes like Jared your accent is really coming out today.
1: Is it really? I, you know, I just <laughs> can't, clause, I was in closet. Rhode Island last week, so maybe just the accent is rubbing off more so. So I got to get back in L.A. and really start pronouncing my R's. Um, but <laughs> You know, I mean, the thing is, like, it, it's, it's sad to say, but it's true. Finances does cause a lot of tension within couples. Um, whether yeah. one person makes more money than the other, one person's frugal, the other one spends so much money. Um, So how like early on, Jesse, you know, you're a pretty professional uh, person to ask about this. Uh, How early on do you think that a couple should start really talking about their finances and how they spend money?
3: I think, you know, it depends how deep you are into your relationship. but um, Girl, I go deep way at the beginning. Good, good. <laughs> yeah, that's the
1: first thing <laughs> Vanessa says. Hi, I mean... my name is Vanessa. I'm frugal. How are you?
3: First, what <laughs> I would say here? is it's something that people shouldn't be afraid to talk about. I think we're all so terrified to talk about money and it is a really, really huge part of our relationship. So I would say, you know, start discussing it when you are... Well, first of all, let me just one piece of advice. Do not merge finances until you're married unless there is a reason to. So you might create like a joint account if you're paying rent and sharing, um, you know, something like that where you each pay an equal amount. And so that's why you would you know, start a joint account. But that doesn't mean you can't start talking about it. Um, You know, Ali Wong, the comedian, do you guys I know? I love She's her. She's so funny. She is so She's funny. so funny. Um, but she does this whole um sort of piece about how she thought she had made her family so proud and found this guy. He gra- graduated from Harvard and then they got married yes. and he was in so much debt. And she was like, wait, I thought I thought all you had to do was like marry someone from Harvard and you were set for life. And then. <laughs> Uh, he was in so much debt that they're still clawing their way out of or whatever. And that's sort of the piece. Anyway, I highly recommend her show. It's very I funny. I love.
2: I know. She's hilarious. But I
3: think that you should always be talking about those things. And, you know, um, I think a good way to start that conversation would maybe be, you know, say you're saving for something. Um, you It's hard to save money when your significant other is spending quite a bit. So maybe you say, hey, I want to save for a new couch for our apartment. What do you want to save for? Or let's save towards a vacation together. And then that's a way where you can start sort of talking about money habits. But also, I think definitely before you take the plunge, you should know what type of debt you guys are both in and what you know, you're know you talking about and come up with a plan. There's also a lot of services that can help with that. There's a company, my friend runs this company called LearnVest. And it, um, LearnVest. She wrote, LearnVest. Yeah. And she wrote a book called Financially Fearless. And it kind of teaches you a very quick uh, light overview of everything you need to know about finance. But what I love about it is financial advisors are so expensive. And um, this is like you pay – my husband and I did it in the beginning when we first got married. You pay like $12 a month and basically they come up – they do this magic math problem and they come up with a formula where it's like based on both your incomes, here's how much you should save every month. Here's how much you can blow and uh, you know then you you also discuss kind of like what you're saving for and they do things like this may or may not have come up in our particular conversation that like wow you spend a lot on coffee in your given mm-hmm. area mm-hmm. of the country because there are you know um every area of the country is different so they actually take that into account oh, on learned like that and so I had to cut back a little bit on coffee. Um so I just made more oh, so at it's home. You. Yeah, okay. you, yeah, you just called yourself out. <laughs> yeah, I did just call myself out. Um, but I think they take things like that into account and I uh, I thought it was an amazing kind of program to go through in the beginning when you start your marriage.
1: Yeah, I think it was interesting when you were talking about how you approach the conversation because there's a lot of people are afraid to ask their partner about like how much money they have. But I think yeah. it's interesting if you just go up to them and say, well, instead of asking how much they spend, ask about like, hey, let's start saving for something and see how they spend. Or even like there's ways to tell how a person is with their money, like whether it's like, hey, where do you want to go to dinner? The places that they pick or like um, how much they save towards like a vacation, where they want to go for a vacation. Totally. So mm-hmm. there's different ways to approach the conversation.
3: Oh, definitely. And I'm, I'm competitive. I don't know about you guys, but super I am competitive. super competitive. And so my husband and I were actually giving each other uh, you know, flack about what stocks we were buying. That's how nerdy I am. Um, and we were each, you know, he was saying, I want to invest in this. And I was saying, I want to invest in this. And um, so we decided to make it a competition. So what I would say is like, you know, say you each take $100 and then you can invest it in the stock market, which sounds very crazy, but there are apps that make it super easy. You go on like Robinhood, there's one called Acorns, and it literally plugs your bank account in. And if you don't know what types of stocks to invest in, I say, if you're kind of a more conservative investor and don't want to take a ton of risk, follow the Fortune 500. Those are typically the companies that you've mm-hmm. heard of. And uh, for example, if you love Starbucks, I'm seeing a Starbucks cup and I love Starbucks. That's where I was apparently spending too much money. And mm-hmm. um, you know, then you can buy some Starbucks stock. And so um, you could choose a couple stocks. They can choose a couple stocks and you can make it a little competition and it gets the conversation rolling.
1: Well, I was going to ask you something, That's Actually, having kind of experience of being engaged and then moving in with somebody, did you ever feel like, did you guys talk about your finances early on?
2: Uh, Yeah. I mean, luckily, we were both very frugal. So that made it easy when we were looking for an apartment and how much you want to spend per Mm -hmm. month. And and all of that. Um, so when you're talking about joint bank accounts prior to getting married, you don't suggest it. Do you suggest, I don't know if this has
3: any form of relation with that, but prenups? What's the Dreaded
1: your... prenuptial yeah. agreement.
3: I mean, that's a big question. I think everyone feels very, you know, different about those. And it probably depends a lot upon where you come from and uh, what is important to you. And also I think your family has, I know I had a really good friend who was going through this whole prenup situation and her family was really pushing her to do mm-hmm. a prenup with her husband. So I think that is a conversation to protect her assets, to protect her assets. but protect uh, it yourself? sounded like there, it sounded like it was their assets. Oh. Um, so I think I believe, I mean, I think if you are about to marry this person, I hope you trust them, but you know, I mean, they are about to take the dive into your finances as well.
1: Why do you think financial, um, you know, uh, finances within a relationship causes so much tension? Because it is, because it's, it's, it, it does create tension. Well, I like, think it's I like, like
2: personal information that so you don't personal. want to dish out
3: so personal but you
1: talk about so many personal things on such an emotional level with your counterpart like why can't you talk about finances or why is it more difficult do you think
3: i think because you know someone is probably making more money than the other person mm-hmm. and it goes
1: back to being competitive yeah exactly well, I think, oh, that's yeah, so ego. true ego driven absolutely and especially as a guy i think there's a lot of guys that want to be providers so if they're with a woman that makes more money than them i think that uh is a little kill to the ego and creates some insecurities
3: Especially in um, because in traditional families, you know, typically all of the check booking uh, happens in the man's hands. And so they write the checks and the women take care of the family. That's a traditional family. I personally am really trying to change that. I don't believe that. Yeah, (laughs) I feel like I'm an empowered woman. Yeah, Yeah, they're changing. And so what I would say to any. women in that situation or who want to be caretakers of the family, you get 50% of that money. And if you're terrified of the word finance and the word money and anything financial and any type of numbers, don't be because you will learn. What I would say is make sure you're in on any financial decision that your significant other is making or husband is making uh, because you will learn that way. And before you know it, you'll realize, oh, it's It's just numbers. It's just like addition and subtraction. And like you may have opinions that they don't have that they weren't taking into account. And so don't let them make any decisions. That's what my husband and I do. I'm always like, did you just buy Netflix stock without talking to me? (laughs) Like we didn't even discuss this.
2: Well, Jared, I have a question for you. So let's say you have a great relationship with someone that you're dating and it's a perfect relationship. It's going well. You guys are just so compatible. And then you end up having the money talk later on in your relationship, maybe to a point where you're like, "Oh, is it too late to turn back and and you know like start new with someone else?" But because you realize their their um, spending habits is something that you're just not comfortable with, and you realize that maybe it's something that you cannot change within them. Do you what do you do at that point? Do you stick it out and like hope that you can work work it through? Because I feel like money's one big issue in relationships and in marriages, um, that causes people to, to argue and, and, um,
1: well, I think you have to have boundaries within your, you know, whatever, how much money you're making, how much money you can spend. And I would hope that the other person can also, uh, respect that as well. Um, because if one person is buying thousands of dollars worth of, you know, material objects that you guys can't afford, then that's obviously an issue that,
2: but would you break I mean, up? Like, would it be enough for you to say to end that relationship? I mean, if she
1: drove me poor and I had to live on the side of the street, yeah, I'd break up with her. But no, of course not. I think like, especially within financial decisions, it is such a sensitive subject mm-hmm. that like, there are probably a lot of times where you have to actively sit down with your, your significant other and really kind of have this very difficult conversation and be willing to sit at the table and not move until mm-hmm. you guys actually make progress um because i think a lot of times you know whether it be by finances or about anything really and within your relationship you'll sit down with that person and you'll talk through things but you won't like really get anywhere and then you're like well we we talked about it but you know nothing's really changing and so i think specifically with finances if there is an issue or like you know if one person is spending more than the other or if like in that case if i was dating somebody who was spending so much money and it was really bothering me i would really need to sit them down and talk through them and if like they were so stubborn where they're like i need to just buy things every week that I just can't afford, then that would obviously have to make me really rethink the relationship mm-hmm. for the simple fact of like, well, I need to, you know, support myself, save money for hopefully my future children and things that Aww, I want to do. How
2: many kids do you want, Jared? Uh, I've,
1: I know. I've, I've always gone back and forth <laughs> about this, whether I want kids or not. <laughs> what? I know, but now I want kids. I okay. want kids. I want kids. <laughs> uh, and so... Uh, you know, I, I I, at least two, at least two kids, you know, uh, I'm all, I'm I know if I'm lucky
2: to have one, I'll be very happy.
1: That's the thing. Like, you know, obviously having kids is a privilege on a right. So hopefully I just have very, you know, at least one kid that's very healthy. I, yeah, lucky. I think these
2: conversations are not conversations that I, I was thinking when I was in my younger 20s. You know, you're like, oh, I like this guy. He's good looking or he's this, he's that. And it's like, oh, we like we work out together so it makes sense and now as i'm getting we work out together no, I mean, we go like- to the gym together so it's obviously <laughs> not- love listen i speak three languages so sometimes i'm thinking in french and it doesn't translate properly when it comes out of my mouth
1: <laughs> isn't it so funny when you're thinking so quick but your mouth can't <laughs> yeah. like keep like, up wait. so it just comes out as gibberish no. and you're like well i sound yeah, like an that's idiot that's why
2: texting sometimes is great but um so now i'm starting to think of all these important to- topics to have with a significant other and another one that i was thinking of is domestic partnership so let's say because i'm not that i'm very technical but when you're when you're dating someone I don't know what the laws are out here, but the laws in Quebec are like, I think after I don't know how many years. I think of, it's
3: five years. Okay. What, here in California, I You're think five years. You're yeah. considered like a
2: married couple. You have yeah. like, It falls under the same laws as a married couple, right? Yeah, because I remember
3: like my college roommate and I used to joke about that because we lived together my, for like five Well, that's where
2: I brought it up. My roommate and I were like, oh my God, we have a domestic partnership <laughs> going on. But so what would you do? So let's say you have a domestic partnership or whatever it is. You're dating someone, you're living together and you buy furniture for the house and then you break up who takes what. So what I thought was a great idea is if I'm purchasing the couch, keep the receipt for the couch to prove that the couch is mine. And then if, if the relationship doesn't I mean, I didn't buy the couch. I it's kind of like feel you're like, you're <laughs>
3: like you're. I feel like you're setting yourself up for failure if you're already thinking about how you would defend R- well, this couch,
1: I mean, that's you bring the out this <laughs> roll of receipts, be like, "I bought the couch, <laughs> but- <laughs> the microwave, the fridge. This is all mine." No, you, you have know, proof. So we're, so breaking, so. we're breaking. We're breaking I,
2: up. Well, this my is binder. the same topic as a prenup, right? People, I always thought, like, oh my god, I would never marry a guy if, if he would get down on one knee and says, "Well, we we need to get a prenup." The younger me would have been like, "Oh my God, that's such an insult!" But the older me now realizes, "Okay, I understand why. It's also protecting myself in the end, totally. in case totally you know something happens with his assets, or if he is in debt, and
3: you know, I don't." And you've worked hard to get where you are, and so you can protect that. I don't think there's any problem mm-hmm. protecting yourself that way. You just have to have a partner who's understanding of that and who loves you for that.
1: Totally, and we put such like a, a, a premium on finances within this country you know capitalism so it's just it, it's such a, a a statement on like power and your social status and in terms of like how much income it is and so i can totally understand what people want to bring up because it's it's your money you've earned it and so it's 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 such like a gray area though it's such a sensitive subject because then once you get married what's yours is mine baby so it's it's such like an interesting uh, dynamic to have. and But it, I, I truly believe it's also on an individual level and that like each couple needs to have their own conversation about their finances and what's best for them individually and both as a couple.
3: And I would definitely, you know, if you do find out your significant other is in significant debt, that might be something you should really come up with a plan Or before you tie the knot, Mm -hmm. be like, yeah, we can be engaged for a little while. Let's figure out how we're getting out of debt since this would affect me significantly. Totally.
1: I think that it's better to have the finance conversation earlier rather than later. Just because, like you said, if you are, you know, so many people are in debt today, specifically just from college. Yeah. Um, It's, you know, it, it, it does create kind of like a hold on your life for a little while in terms of like buying a house, getting married, so on and so forth.
3: And if you don't believe in marriage, you know, I mean, it's it's hip these days, like have a kid and like you don't have to be married. But if you've decided this is your long term, uh, Mm -hmm. this is your long term partner, I think, yeah, definitely all these conversations apply to that, too.
2: I'm going to sound crazy, but I'm sure a lot of people. Too late. No. No
3: (laughs) No. Come on. That was a layup. All
2: right. Bye. No, I'm sure a lot. I'm sure a lot of people are probably thinking this. Background checks. Yeah. So what, doing a background would it check? Would be great? Because so I...
1: Um, have you done a background check on somebody you want to No, went I don't even with? know
2: where to go have a background check done. That's why,
1: I, yeah.
3: No, I, There's I, one called instantcheckmate.com.
1: Oh, God. Well, listen, I
3: know. Okay. I only bring this All up because right. I know I do someone. do occasional background <laughs> Wait, checks. You do it on before? us? <laughs> yeah, before I came here, I was like, I can't enter the room with these guys until I know exactly what's going <laughs> like, yeah, on. I, I Don't blame me there. Well,
2: no, because I know someone who... Um, Uh, was divorced and was dating someone but she had a kid Mm -hmm. and she didn't want to bring in someone into her personal life and introduce her kid to a well stranger if she didn't have a background check done and I thought that was genius yeah I get that no Jared is just staring and I
1: I a background check before she went on a first date with him
2: no back uh no I think background check once she like she she went on a couple dates with him was like okay I actually like this guy all
1: right that's let me
2: take it to the next level
1: it also is that creates like a is that great
3: why are you looking at me like that? Is, is that?
1: <laughs> it's just intense. It's a lot.
3: It's a lot. It is. It's I pretty think heavy. So. I mean I think yeah, I do think especially after the prenup conversation, like maybe just give some breath before Oh no, I'm not I'm not, order, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not saying in that order. I'm not saying in that
2: order.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Like, I don't mind. Yeah, I guess you could see background check. I mean, so many people Google the person that they're about to go on a date yeah, with. That's is true. that yeah, really no, Yeah, That is like, like, oh, Jared, now going. you
2: sound crazy.
1: Crazy, cray, cray. Well, crazy. well hey, right. listen, I might have looked up, you know, a couple Instagrams in my day before I went on the uh, date with them. You know, there you go. You need you your background you check. You gotta check. know yeah. what you're walking into. So if, exactly. you're just, if you're
0: just ruling out serial killer, I think that's probably okay. But yeah, When you get really deep into that, you be
2: kind of crazy guys i was asking for listeners
1: yeah for a friend <laughs> so. <laughs> so for a friend yeah so my friend really wanted to go on this date and a she did a background check a and mine. now she's hosting a podcast no but, uh, uh,
3: but podcast. actually you brought up you brought up something interesting though which is kids and that makes things a lot more complicated um especially if you have kids previously etc um there's this great uh app called support pay it's actually a website but it's like mobile friendly or whatever. But it's support pay. And it's kind of similar to LearnVest in that you enter all of the information. Like if you broke up with your significant other, it's like a little calculator for what you each owe. And you don't even have to converse. There you
2: go. That's yeah. what that's what I was saying keeping the receipts. Yeah,
3: keeping no. the receipts. But I feel like I agree you should with keep the receipts. I think that's pretty
1: smart. Uh, to Thank keep you. the receipts, I do think Thank that's you, pretty Jared. smart. Yeah. Thank you. High five. Yeah. You agree five.
2: on something. <laughs> all right. This is going great.
1: Um, so Jesse, yeah, thank you for uh, coming in. Uh, you also have a, a podcast of yourself. Can you tell us a little bit about it?
3: Yes, I um, yes, I am co hosting a podcast with Ben Higgins from The Bachelor, who you guys know, I'm sure very well. Yeah, and oh, it's called. What you um, were saying? Okay, it's called like, no, Lady Bosses and Ben. And so um, we're talking all about entrepreneurship, and we're interviewing some great entrepreneurs and business leaders, and, and it's a lot of fun and a right lot here of ladies. In my heart. Oh, I love it. It's on iHeart.
1: It's on iHeart right here. Ben Higgins also, you know, from the Almost Famous podcast and now has a brand new podcast with you. I'm very much looking forward to hearing that. Um, And so where can people find you?
3: Um, I think the easiest way is if you just follow me on Instagram at Jesse c draper and you can see, you know, um, what all our companies are up to and what companies we support at Halogen. All right, perfect. Well, Jesse, thank, thank you fun. for
2: joining. Oh, no, thank you. This was, you. was this so, one's informative. so fun.
3: Yeah, very informative. Very. I'm going to email You're... you a
2: couple of other questions that I have, um, so I don't get
3: judged. But <laughs> no, they're no so judgment <laughs> zone. It's just
1: the three of us, Vanessa. That's all. Nobody <laughs> yes. else is listening.
3: Yes, I'm happy to answer those. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Jesse. Thanks, guys.
2: So, uh, do you know I have like I've had insomnia for the last three nights?
1: Yeah, apparently, you know what you need.
2: What do I need, Jared? You need some Brooklyn. That's what
1: you need, Vanessa, because it will oh. create the best night's sleep that you've had in years. Do you know that you spent a third of your life in your sheets? Giggity.
2: No, I, it, <laughs> I did not. But didn't Make, you? You were talking about this last time.
1: That I did. It <laughs> makes a better sleep with the best sheets. Uh, so the most uh, best most affordable best sheets, no big markup, brooklinen.com. You can upgrade your nightly routine and help you feel more well-rested Every day, Vanessa, their philosophy, the most beautiful, comfortable home essentials, no crazy prices, no unnecessary markups and fees. Most betting is marked up as much as 300%, but not Brooklyn. And it's the fastest growing betting brand in the world. Over 20,005 star reviews, people. I don't know if you know this. Oh, my God. There it is. I was waiting for that bell. This is luxury, uh, luxury luxury betting. If I could speak properly, uh, it's underpriced. You have to try these sheets today, Vanessa. Today, Vanessa, you have to try. Is them there today. a code? Uh, I'm not sure if there's a.
0: Absolutely, there's a promo of code. There's, there's a code. always a promo code in a podcast spot, doesn't there? Yes, Ooh, of course. Yeah. They
1: have an exclusive offer just for our listeners. You get twenty dollars and free. Excuse me. You get twenty dollars off and free shipping when you use promo code. Oh God, I can't. You can. You could do That's this. Okay, Jared. pick it up. Here we go. So, they have an exclusive offer. Brooklinen.com has an exclusive offer just for our listeners, Vanessa. Um, it's you get $20 off and free shipping when you use promo code HELP, H E L P, at Brooklinen.com. Brooklinen is so confident that they offer a risk free 60 night satisfaction guarantee and a lifetime warranty on all of their sheets and Comforters. So if you don't like it within sixty nights, you can just bring it back. Uh the only way to get twenty dollars off and free shipping is to use promo code help h e l p at brooklinen.com. That's B-R O O K L I N E N dot com. Promo code help. These are the best sheets you'll ever have.
2: Ooh, I'm excited to Maybe get that. that's your issue. Yeah, that sheets. that's my issue. That Brooklinen, you? I'm coming for you. Oh. Do you have a comforter off. or what do you have? Uh no, I'm oh, actually I'm moving back home. So guess what? I'm gonna need an entire set of sheets. Oh, this
0: is fantastic. This is perfect. And man. I
2: lo- I just talked about how frugal I was, so a twenty dollar. Off, that's uh, <laughs> just I'd use our promo code, lovely. Vanessa. Yeah. Help, help H E L P. Love it.
1: Oh, perfect. No, well, now uh, moving on from sheets into
2: uh, a camp. <laughs> well, actually, yes. you guys might need sheets at your camp
1: too, exactly. So, we're moving on through uh, Adam, oh, excuse me. Uh, so, we have Adam in studio. Adam, how do you say your last name? to Shower, Adam to Shower, who is the Tishour, founder and CEO yes. of Camp No Counselors, it's the world's largest and fastest growing sleepaway camp. Not for kids. Nope. But it is for grown Grownups. Can you tell us a little bit about this camp, please? Sure. It's all those
4: great summer camp memories that you had when you were a kid, except with booze. Woo! Uh, yeah, sounds, I saw the video. Sounds pretty
1: <laughs> awesome. We saw
2: like people twerking and stuff. Did I'm you like, see Erica's this is?
4: head whip around when she heard that.
1: Erica's <laughs> loving that. So a sleepaway camp with alcohol sounds, you know. Yeah. Fantastic. So we we rent out
4: really high end, beautiful kids summer camps in their off season and bring out about 250 adults. Each camp weekend, so it's three nights, three and a half days, we have camps all across the U.S. and Canada, and you get to play like a kid during the day, wakeboarding, water skiing, dodgeball, arts and crafts, zip lining. and then in the evenings we bring in bands and DJs, and we throw huge theme parties, and everyone gets dressed up, so you get to play like a kid and party like a grown-up. How did you come up with this idea? I was working a ton in New York City and just needed a break from it all. I needed to get away from my phone, forget about work for a weekend, and reconnect with my friends. And I went to camp growing up and always had the most fun ever at summer camp. Looked forward to it all year long. And uh, I love to throw parties, and I decided to rent out a summer camp and invite my closest friends. And 20 people said, yes, this is a great idea, and they were on board. Um, and the camp told me a few weeks before we went out to – to camp that we needed a minimum of 35 people in order to have exclusive use of the property so i asked my 20 friends exclusive to an,
2: like the entire property the
4: entire property so there wouldn't be any school groups right. or church groups coming yeah uh, to the weekend at my party weekend yeah. as you're six deep walking past like yeah. a class of third graders exactly oh, okay. Just not good. so i uh had my 20 friends invite their friends and 90 people signed up holy moly wow. 90 people in the first camp yep so kind of a light bulb went off. I was like, maybe this is more than just a party. Maybe people really need yeah. to disconnect from technology, to forget about work, and to just be silly and have fun. Um, and so I decided to, to go full, for, full force forward and do another camp and another camp. And sure enough, we've done 70 camps now. And across now you're up
2: to 13,000
4: y- yeah. campers.
1: We've had yes. It's been a crazy roller coaster. Seventy right? camps, yeah. thirteen thousand campers, That's insane. I know that's how long how long has this been going on for? Uh four years now. So four years. So you've done seventy camps over four years. Yeah. And Damn we were it's... on Shark Tank, which was a crazy oh, experience.
4: Yeah, I saw that. that was a nutty uh, experience. That was amazing and got did the they word have, out there. Did they end up investing in it? Mark Cuban made an offer which I ended up turning down. You turned down Mark Cuban's <laughs> what? offer?
1: I'm sitting next to a guy who turned <laughs> Why? down Mark Cuban. <laughs>
4: That's wanted, awesome. What was his offer? His offer was something like $300,000 for 25% of the business. Oh, and I didn't yeah. want to give like, up that yeah, much. Yeah,
2: it's your baby. You're e- like, mm, Exactly. No shared custody. Um. So exactly. in the last four years, can you say people have met and gotten engaged? And I'm always thinking about the love story.
4: Definitely, definitely. So at camp itself, it is you kind of regress to being kids again. So like- hooking up at camp is like sneaking behind the bunk and, you know, making out or like holding hands on your way to the campfire. Oh my God, I So love it's really that. cute and simple because and you you are sleeping in cabins in shared grouping. Is it in
2: shared co-ed? Grouping.
1: co-ed? bunks. Ooh. It's co-ed bunks. Wait, co-ed Jared bunking. had an important question to yes. ask. I got a quick question as well before that, is nope. that. Is the, are you going to these camps? So like, obviously the the... the, the, the point of these camps is to go have fun as an adult yeah but is it also a, a way to like meet people do you go as a single person sure. or would you like bring your significant other to this camp so or you can do both right you
4: can do both so right now it's about 50 50 <laughs> so it's about 50 percent of the people are singles 50 percent come with a, a significant significant other our average age is 30 so um so that's kind of where kind of uh, things net out but we have this year alone we've had four weddings actually
1: come out of the camp oh
2: my god wait
1: people have already there's been four married couples they're already married correct no
4: no
2: they,
1: they got married oh, this but they, year they met, they met at, at camp. camp in the past
4: three or four and they years they met at camp yeah that's incredible. Mo- and That's just people who've reached out to me directly so i'm sure they're right m- maybe but there's lots of relationships come from the weekends um and it's just You know, again, everyone's online dating now or meeting people at bars. And it's just another Mm -hmm. unique way to meet people through shared interests um, where you're not kind of putting people in boxes like, oh, you work in TV or, oh, you're an investment banker. It's we don't talk about work at camp. You don't have your phones out. It's just shared interests. Oh, we both like dodgeball or arts and crafts or you're really sweet and nice. You know, we have the same kind of shared interests in common. So
2: can you walk me through what a day would be like? What time? Is there like a set schedule? Do you wake up at a specific hour? Do you do like group? Events together? Are you part of a? I'm guessing you're part. Of, I saw you're part of like a colored, a color
4: war team. Of, yeah, exactly. So you compete in different activities. But um, he seems the, so
2: excited. I uh, love that you have so much enthusiasm <laughs> yes, about right. this.
4: It's a ton of fun. It's a ton of fun. It's <laughs> a so, your baby. It is. It is. Um, so in general, we have a set schedule with tons of different things to choose from. But it's a choose your own adventure. Like you can literally just lay so if by you're the hungover,
2: lake. Over you could wake up at whatever time. Lay
4: by the lake and drink rosé all day, or you can. Do dodgeball, followed by a hike, followed by arts and crafts, then go head first down the slip and slide into a game of flip cup and party all night long on the dance floor. So it's really, you can pick and choose what you want. Is there a curfew? No, 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 no. There's no rules. Oh, There's no rules. It's it's called camp no counselors for a reason. You can do whatever you want. Um, uh, We have two encouragements, though. Two hard asks. And the first one is, we encourage
1: you to put away your phone. I like oh, that one. So that's the first one. So and
2: technically, it's like you're back on The Bachelor.
1: I was about to say, this is this yeah. honestly it sounds does sound like The Bachelor, kind of like a camp version of paradise.
4: Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> it really does. Um, and there's no Wi-Fi or cell service
4: anyways. Mm-hmm. But and then we have professional photographers. So they're going to take your new profile picture more so than you capturing it on your phone. And the second hard ask is to not start a conversations conversation with, with what do you do for a living?
2: Oh, I like that.
5: And you
4: can get there if you want, but mm-hmm. we, we don't start with what do you who are you? What do you do? And why, why, why is that? Uh, people again, have preconceived notions about what an investment banker uh-huh. is or what someone who uh-huh. is a TV personality is, um rather than, you know, finding out where did you most recently travel? Do you like to cook? So you get you to know.
2: connect on a deeper level it, level before you get to the superficial talk.
4: Exactly. I exactly. like that idea. And typically, when you start at a different place, you don't even, come Mm -hmm. back you're talking about your passions you know and if your work is your passion then great you will come back to that but typically it's you know hey well we're going over to dodgeball you want to come with us and
1: um and then kind of friendships romances whatnot uh, I'm talking about a walking pop culture reference have you ever seen um the Vince Vaughn movie couples retreat oh yeah this kind of reminds me of that where there's like two islands and have you ever thought about I don't know if this is something that you guys even think about but like there's one island. So in couples retreat, there's like a retreat island. There's one island for single people and there's one island for couples. Yeah. Is there anything like that within the camp where it's like there are couple-y things to do and then there's also single things to do? Or is it just kind of like all blended together and everybody's, you know, at the same club all hanging out? It's it's all blended
4: <laughs> together, but we do find that couples choose certain things more so than single people
1: and single people choose certain things. more. Do so the than couples, couples just so. like hang out by the lake all day? No. Ah. I've
4: actually find that most couples have separate interests as far as sports Mm -hmm. versus arts Mm -hmm. and you know water sports versus land sports and so it's really cool to see them come and they eat their meals together but then besides that they just go out and have fun and make new friends and that's that's what it's really all about friends
2: or like are they with the
4: couples swingers (laughs) (laughs) no so with People are really coming to camp to have fun, disconnect from it all, but really make new, genuine friendships. Um, And so I think that that's kind of cool to see couples, you know, yes, we start off the day with mimosas and Bloody Marys, and they'll do that together. And then for the activity periods, they'll kind of spread out, do their own thing, and then come back for our lunch barbecues with, you know, beer and wine available. And then kind of in the afternoon and evening, they'll party together.
2: So I see a wedding ring on your finger. Did you meet your lovely lady at? camp no
4: counselors <laughs> i i did not i met her before met her before. Uh, before camp but we were just before boyfriend. camp that's amazing i know i love we that. were we were boyfriend and girlfriend before and then we got engaged during camp and actually at our wedding we had 39 people who we met at camp no counselors oh, we're wow. just friends
2: that's
5: amazing
4: um friends now but yeah she she never got to go to camp as a kid and i went to camp as a kid i was never
2: big on camp either as a kid i went well i went once so i'm like a huge like little mommy's girl i went when i was uh nine and i went to a sleepaway gymnastics camp really unrelated to like the story and it was i just cried for the entire like four nights that i stayed there because i was like oh, my mom made my bed and i smelled (laughs) the perfume on my on my pillow and i just uh, i remember
1: i cried the first day of kindergarten let alone going away for camp overnight um now like what is so i obviously like the one of the things that comes to mind is like is this just like a hooking it sounds like and that doesn't sound it, it sounds like an awesome idea but i think there are people out there to be like oh this is just a camp for hooking up right and what do you say to people that would reference this
4: camp like that that hookups do happen at kids camp, hookups happen, and at an adult camp, definitely what? No <laughs> hookups yeah. happen as well. Um, but that's not kind of the intention behind it. We actually have an application process for people who want to come. Do you do and you background have to plot, checks? And we, we, we do social media checks. Oh, okay. <laughs> there you we go. don't necessarily do background checks, but we do social media checks. And to see if people are coming for the right intentions to meet friends, to have a camp reunion with their own old pals, for a bachelor party, mm-hmm. um, to play and disconnect. Those are the right reasons what, why we would accept people to come to the camp. And people who just want to, on their application, write, oh, to hook up with chicks, those people don't get admitted to our camp. And so when you have a lot of people coming to the same place with shared interests as well as similar intentions, you usually find that they really connect on a deeper level than just let's hook up. Yes. So. I was curious to yeah. see if
1: there was any type of like vetting process because that's the first thing I thought of too. If like a single dude was like, I'm just going to go and try to hook up with every girl like I possibly can at camp because we're secluded and that's a perfect area just to like, you know, do that. Yeah. Um, it's good that you guys do a vetting uh, process to kind of like try to weed out anybody that's just doing it to
4: hook up. We do. And the other interesting thing is you sleep in bunks with like 10 to 20 people. And so, oh, people, so all the bunks are in one room. Uh, so we ha- you have cabins and mm-hmm. then there's bunk beds like mm-hmm. kids camp in, in one room. This is exactly, exactly like, like the bachelor. It's exactly yeah. like paradise. Yeah. Exactly oh, like or bachelor, or bachelor, or, yeah, bachelor. I, I, I don't everything. know what paradise is like, but and so people, you know, are respectful of each other and don't hook up in the cabins or whatnot. And people, you know, have to be creative. And if you're going to, you know, make out with someone, you go behind the to the, the behind the bunk or to the basketball court or whatnot. So again, it's very like, n- you know, it's very um, it's very cutesy. I would say.
1: Do you find that there's a lot of hookups? There are. There are. Um, no, I mean, uh, hey, we gotta talk about it. Yeah, we gotta talk about it. It's great. It's a great thing. <laughs> Jared I mean, is it's, on
2: this hookup conversation. It's, well, it's just so Why interesting because like him what you wanted to ask him.
1: All right. Go for it. Come on, Jared. There's no counselors, right? No counselors.
2: No counselors.
1: Do you guys like have a way to supply to uh, a uh, a product supplied at camp to ensure that people are being safe? <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> You can you can say it. You guys <laughs> supply condoms.
4: We actually don't. We oh, don't. Um,
2: okay. We don't. Um, so it's like
4: B Y O C. B Y O C. That's amazing. Again, we find that you know people's hookups are much simpler. It's a it's a makeout. It's a handhold initially at the camp weekend and. Uh-huh probably something greater thereafter um so that's why we feel like kind of you know it's on people if they want to do that but usually it doesn't go that far at the camp weekend it's usually these these kind of uh genuine connections that are happening at the early stages here
1: no, I, I agree. And I that's why I was asking because I, I would imagine this camp probably doesn't have as many hookups as, as people would immediately assume. Right. Just like because I kind of go back to The Bachelor, like we were talking about. I think everybody looks at The Bachelor and says, mm-hmm. when you mix alcohol and good looking people, everybody's just sleeping with each other. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, there's yep. actually not a lot of hookups within The Bachelor franchise, whether it be Bachelor, Bachelorette or Paradise. And I would assume it's the same thing with this camp where people totally. are like, oh, it's an adult sleepaway camp. Like everybody's just hooking up with each other. I'm like, I'm, right. they're probably not
4: yeah, no, it's it's totally true. I mean, people come to getaway, disconnect, and have a ton of fun. And you find that groups of people really connect. So, like, you, you and your cabin mates mm-hmm. will become best friends. And that's, like, the the bond that leaves the weekend. And then we find people, like, go to the L.A. camp, for instance, mm-hmm. and meet their cabin mates and have tons of fun. And then after, you know, that weekend, they all live in different cities usually because people travel into our camps. So next year they'll make a reunion going to the Nashville camp or to the New York camp. And it's these like larger groups of people that kind of are the main takeaway. And sure enough, you know, certain times we will have relationships spread from the weekend, which are absolutely amazing.
2: So how much would a weekend like does typically cost?
4: On average, they're $650 and that includes everything. So when you arrive to the weekend. Including booze? open bar all weekend all the meals all the activities Ooh, all food, now
2: we're th- talking
4: yeah all everything you can think of so when you arrive you literally put your cell phone and your wallet in the car lock it up no. and you don't need it so is that a is really? that like a, a, yeah. a
1: rule or you guys just really push that to be like please put your cell phones away or uh, is it like if you're going no, to this no. camp no phone I, it's a we in our
4: initial like welcome speech and i went Put your phone away more than you typically would yeah, like we don't want to those people who like love to take pictures of everything we don't want them to feel ang- mm-hmm. anxiety or anything so it's it's an encouragement sure people want
2: to exchange numbers and Instagram totally accounts.
4: and we do you that, that you know after the weekend we help facilitate that as well with you know facebook groups and things like that oh, um, so you guys help like generate actual also relationships like after da- they can't oh totally totally i mean the, again 39 people at my wedding were people that I met mm-hmm. at, at Camp No Counselors. It's it's a really u- unique way where, again, you're not just superficially judging people. Who are you? Wh- what do you do? Um, it's a real, you know, throughout the course of the week and you party together, you wake up hungover together, you play sports together, you do arts, if that's your thing together, and you really see people's true colors over a 72-hour immersive experience. Yeah, I think
2: we keep – because we keep talking about like, oh, should you know if if someone is not as interesting on the first date or second date, and I keep coming back to this – they're not the person that they they want to be on that date because they feel like they need to be um, a certain way to get your attention or whatever but when you i feel like when you're going away on a ca- at a camp like this you're doing the things that you love doing so your personality naturally comes out without having like to filter it
4: and your true colors really shine over that 72 hour experience you're totally. exhausted late yeah. in the evenings you you've partied together how do you yeah. how do you deal with someone who's you know drunk or or just you know super exhausted then in the morning you're hungover together you see someone yeah. without makeup on um dun, and, dun, dun. and uh, can't handle and, me at my worst you don't deserve exactly. me at my worst and then again you know are, are they cool around mealtime or like there's a lot mm-hmm. of unique things that happen and it's it's a microcosm of like a longer term relationship totally. in this very quick
1: intense weekend. And you get to see that person interacting with other people as sure. well, which I think is a pretty big factor And making factor in friends. Can they make friends? Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Instead of like just a one-on-one day. Um, your average age is 30. Yep. Uh, what's your average like percentage of um, male to female ratio? 50, oh, good Yeah, 56% female. Oh, wow. So it's pretty much
4: 50-50. Yeah. yeah, we That's actually used to uh, just have general registration and anyone could buy tickets. And we were finding that it skewed well female, like 60% female. Um, Why do you think that was? I think that girls buy in groups. Right. They want to go with their group of girlfriends. Mm. And it it might be one or two dudes in a smaller group. Girls plan. (laughs) Guys fly solo. Yeah. 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 Um, We we sell out a lot of our camp weekends. And girls plan. So they get to get in early. And guys Mm. are like, ah, well, it's already sold out. Um, But now, so we now sell female tickets and male tickets. um, and, And so that's kind of, we try and judge as best we can with there. But it's usually skews a little heavier female, but pretty even.
2: So is this a three night or four nights day?
4: Three night, three and a half day. So you usually leave work at 6 p.m. on Thursday mm-hmm. and arrive at, you know, 10 p.m. on Thursday night. We do a kind of a kickoff night with s'mores and roasting marshmallows and a whiskey tasting around the campfire. And then the activities begin on Friday morning, go all Friday, all Saturday. And then we have a final brunch on Sunday and you're out by uh, one or so on Sunday. So it's, it's that three night, three and a half day
1: experience. And how many people per camp usually?
4: About 200, 250. Wow. So, numbers wise, if that's 50 50 singles and couples, it's about 125 or so singles each weekend. That's amazing. And the cities, as you see in the cities here Austin, Boston,
0: Chicago, Denver, Florida. I don't know more specific than Florida, but Central Florida. (laughs) Central Florida.
1: (laughs) Naming all cities and then Florida. (laughs) Los
0: Angeles, Nashville, New York, Seattle, Calgary. Yes, I saw that. And then Toronto I also noticed too? on your website you have an LGBTQ
4: yeah. in LA. Oh You have nice. one for non and one for LGBTQ. Oh, that's exactly. smart. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, I'm originally from Toronto actually. So you're,
2: you're Canadian. Oh, you're you can pick up what? on the have abouts.
4: Started, yeah. You should.
2: I'm sorry. I was so concentrated on Jared's like wada and and his accent. his accent. Um, you should have started with your Canadian. I am. A fellow Canadian yeah, in the house. Kanak.
4: Originally from Toronto and then. Which part of Toronto? Right in the city Right in the mix Oh nice Okay yeah. um, And then went to college in the States And kind of been here ever since And so when I started doing Camdo Counselors At the first time I could get it back to Canada I wanted to So we then uh, which,
2: which location in Toronto?
4: It's near Muskoka Just okay. north of the city So it's beautiful uh, lakeside Yeah Um Camp, it's amazing. Did I hear that you used to be a professional hockey player? I did. Oh, for what team? Team? I did. I played in the minor leagues for the Maple Leafs and the Islanders. Oh, uh, okay. okay.
1: I'm, a, I'm a big Bruins fan. Bruins. I uh, know. Well, oh. I'm from Rhode Island. so ah, I went to Brown. You went to Providence. Here. There you go. Well, I'm sure, air hi-
2: high-fiving you from here.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah awesome. You got connections with both of us. Pretty cool, pretty cool. That's and awesome. I watched the show, so oh, even better. You did. Oh uh, yeah. sorry guys. This guy's the man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so
0: how do
4: people sign up? How work where, where do they go? Uh CampNoCounselors.com. Simple enough. Yep.
2: And when's your next uh where's it where's the next location and when is it?
4: So we've got one coming up uh, May 17th this weekend, two days from now in New York. Um, and then we have one in New York and and LA on the May 31st weekend.
2: Amazing. Well, this no, sounds great. really interesting. I
1: am I'm I'm, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm totally going to go to You're this. You're more than welcome to come, guys. It's yeah. a it's a hoot. <laughs> I saw that uh, there was like a a first look about it and I saw that Chad from the show. Was
4: yes, right. he did. He
1: did. Chad
2: it. from from he, Bachelor? He, from, he came look, for yeah. like
4: an afternoon to shoot
1: uh a first look piece on it. Yeah, so I'm thinking that like we should just bring like a bunch of Bachelor people and do this camp. Like I'm we down can, we I can, haven't
2: done Paradise so this will be my version of Paradise
1: that's it and trust me you'll enjoy it a lot okay. more are you Paradise. high-fiving me was uh, a I, was, I oh. talk with my hands a lot but we can <laughs> high-five too <now. laughs> okay I got excited uh, well Adam thank you so much for coming in this was great and how can everybody find you as well
4: uh, yeah I'm Adam Tishauer. Uh, so you can google me and obviously Camp No Do Counselors check. check out the hashtag Camp No Counselors so hashtag. you can so you can really see what the campers are seeing rather than like our beautiful pictures mm-hmm. on our webs go right to the source what's the
2: Instagram handle
4: at Camp No Counselors. So check out
1: the Instagram handle and the hashtag. And then I also saw on YouTube there was a couple of promotional videos. Oh yeah, we've got some great videos on YouTube that really showcased. That's when I saw it and I was like, I need to find out more about this camp. Once (laughs) I saw that promo video, I was like, this is going to be very interesting. Well, Adam, thank you for so much coming in. Thank you so much. My fellow Canadians. My pleasure, guys. Hopefully we'll see you at camp.
4: Yeah, Yeah, thanks, man. (laughs)
2: All right. So on the line with us, we have Allison Kaz, who is casting a new TV show. I have so many questions about this show. Allison, how are you?
1: Hi, Allison. Hi,
2: Hi guys. How are you? Um, We're great. doing
1: great. How are you?
6: <laughs> I'm wonderful.
1: So, Allison, tell us a little bit about this new show you're casting
6: for. So it's, it's actually an incredible show, and it's for Fox. And uh, we are looking for women and men who are in their like mid-30s, early 40s, out of place in life where they are... Really uh, ready to start a family, like they've checked off all their other boxes. You know, they've got the career, they've got the friends, they've got the family, they've got the success. You know, and I, when I say family, I mean like they have family support. You know, they kind of they have the whole package, and now they're like they're looking to complete it.
2: So wait, are you looking for one specific person, or are you looking for a number of single women and single men?
6: We're ultimately looking for one single woman. Uh, to lead the series who, uh, like I said, like she has done things, maybe what society considers or used to consider backwards or unconventional. You know, it's like you don't necessarily like have a kid when you're 20 and Mm -hmm. you figure out who you are and you get all your ducks in a row and you work on your career and you work on yourself and you're this entire package now and you're looking around and you're like, where is he? So I'm
2: assuming this is an unscripted show. This is an unscripted dating series.
1: And then how long if if I can ask how long is filming? Like how long does this woman get to know get to know some of these men?
6: We are going to be filming for up to 2 months. Okay.
1: okay. So it's like very it's, similar to The Bachelor, right? In yeah. The Bachelor.
6: Yeah. Yeah, you know, there it's it's really a unique format because I think you know so many times people, you know, it's like the, the the script on dating has changed a little bit. You know, where it's like there's so many choices as you guys know and the whole like dating swiping Thing for, you know, once you're in your 30s and even early 40s, you're so done with it. Oh, you know, and they're like, tell me about it. I
1: know, I, Vanessa and I are both done with it.
6: Yeah. Right? Like, and, and what's your alternative? You know, so it's like, where where do you meet all these great people who are in the same place in life that you are that are really ready to start a family? And, you know, time is of the essence because the reality is is when you're a woman, the older you get, you know, you have this biological clock and I know people hate that term, but it's like the facts are, are the facts and, you know, as women you know, they're empowered more and, and making a choice and a lot of women are having a child on their own you know and more power to you if you decide to go down that route you know we are we are really looking for those people that are at that place in their life where they're like you know what I this is what I want I know who I am and uh, and I'm looking for a quality person that uh, I'm not only attracted to and inspired by but you know, wants the family and the whole thing.
2: So what's the premise of the show? So Bachelor, you get engaged at the end of it. This show, do you get married? And and how does, I don't understand what the end result of the show is.
6: I think the end result for everyone is that there's an actual love connection, you know, and that you complete your love story one way or the other, you know, and then in in your perfect world, you know, you get, you're, you're, you get pregnant by the time, uh, you know, the show airs or within what? your, own, within show your airs? own timeline. No, you know, I think it's not so much that I think it's, it's just that, you know, this is something that's really important to you and you really want to kind of go down that lane. So, you know, having a child at some point in the foreseeable future is something that, a lot of women want, and well, they want, you know, but they're not going. They're not going to do it with the wrong guy. So it's not a show where you're coming on necessarily to get pregnant. That's not the show. It's actually oh, okay. you're looking for somebody who wants the same things in life that you do.
1: Well, I think that's what the interesting concept is, is because especially a lot of women who are in their you know mid to late thirties or early forties, obviously the biological clock is ticking, as my cousin Vinny would say. And so that is a valid question to say it's almost now or never. Where guys, it's far different. We can mm-hmm. kind of have kids at almost any age. And so I do think that's an interesting concept for the show of being like, listen, if you are tired of going on these online dating apps, if you've been doing it for years and you are at that age where it's almost now or never for having kids, like you should nominate yourself or have somebody nominate you for this show to see if that you can find a guy who's ready for the same thing.
2: Well, I have a question, Allison. In terms of casting, if someone like... If (laughs) I were to have... I, I know a perfect person in mind right now. I'm like, oh my gosh, he fits the... The you know everything. She's smart. She's attractive. She's successful. She's single. But I wouldn't want to put my friend on the show if there isn't a form of matchmaker involved that could find the ultimate um, her her perfect match.
6: Yes. So, so do you have question. that? Yes. Good question. And there's a lot of like the creative part that I can't talk about for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Right. But what I will say is that the uh, sort of men are catered to the women in a, in an, in a big way. So, the the short answer to your question is yes. Yes. Okay. So you're gonna, you know, So I mean, we are we are really looking for sort of the diamond and the rust and, and the gem for men and women both. So you I'm saying
1: that you want to find the woman first, and then you're gonna cast the men according to her wants and needs.
6: Yes, we are. We are finding the woman, and then we are casting the men. Perfect. Okay. So this- and you know, I think it's interesting. You guys got like brought up a good point too. You know, I think it's like once you hit like mid 30s you know men are labeled as commitment phobes if they haven't been mm-hmm. married or engaged at mm-hmm. that point you know and women are labeled as like workaholics mm-hmm. up to that point point. and the reality is, is like there's this huge gray area of um you're neither of those you just haven't met him or her like you're the whole package you know you've figured out who you are and for one reason or another it hasn't happened
2: yeah i believe that i mean i also think um you know, for the women who, like you said, d- didn't go the traditional way and didn't get married in their early 20s and wanted to figure out their career path and, you know, have stable income and not have to rely on their significant other financially or or anything. I think that's I, I admire those qualities in, in a woman. Um, so, yeah, it is unfortunate that there there's a stigma and that there's um, some sort of stereotype that's attached to um you know, women or men who are in their uh, mid or late 30s. And I think for me, like, I mean, yeah, okay, I'm dating someone, but I think for me, as I'm I'm getting older, I am I just turned 30, in a couple months I'll be 31, and I'm you like... Don't oh, oh God, Jared, <laughs> you
1: don't look a day over 25, Oh my God,
2: Jared, tell me that again.
1: You don't look a day over 25,
2: Vanessa. You know, but I do get worried. I'm like, okay, well, what if like this doesn't work out, and then I'll be 32, and by the time I actually find someone and figure out if we are a good match, I'll be 33, and then you start doing the timeline, and as a woman, it gets scary, because you're like, okay, should I start freezing my eggs now? Should I start considering that process is is um, are you looking for someone as the lead, uh, for, uh, the female lead to be open to those sorts of
6: topics? Yeah, I think so. You know, it's interesting. It's, it's a conversation that hasn't uh, that hasn't fully happened in in the public. Like you said, like the whole freezing your eggs and. And when do you do it? And is it appropriate? And does that scare men if they know you've done that? Mm-hmm. You know, like there's all of these things that like are culturally taboo and you start talking to women and the more that you talk to them, so many have, or they've considered it or they started going down their journey or they know somebody who has. And, uh, it's all, you know, it's all, it's all really interesting. And I also think it's all, you know, food for thought and something that people should be talking about because it's like you You've done all these other things, you know, and you know who you are as a, as a person, so it's it's it, you're so much more well-rounded now.
1: Why do you think uh, the topic of freezing eggs would uh, cause uh, a male to well, be a little nervous? I,
2: would you be scared, Jared?
1: No, that's why I was asking, because I wouldn't be nervous if I went on a date with somebody who was 33, 34, and they were like, but, well, I just froze my eggs and be like no that makes sense if you want kids you know i, I understand why if you haven't met that right person yet but if
2: look, it, i i feel like if i'm saying that it's because i'm saying like hey dude i'm freezing my eggs or i'm, I'm in the process of freezing my eggs what you know like well, do the you first want to have kids day, yeah do you i don't bring it no, up no i'm not saying do you want to have kids with me but do you want to have kids period oh, that of would course. be and cuz I, I dated someone who didn't want to have kids mm-hmm. i only found that found out 2 years down the line Ooh. so now it's like unfortunately it's it, i've become so scared of it so Maybe that's why I scare people away. But I want to know at the beginning, do you want to have a family? Because that's like that's something that I'm not going to negotiate on. I'm not going to rob myself of motherhood to be with someone that I love. Unfortunately, you know, I think I could find that love and I could um, find that love that's going to want to have babies. with
1: me. Yeah, totally. I mean, it might scare men away a little bit just for the fact that they are afraid of commitment. And then obviously, if you bring mm-hmm. up kids early on, that's a very big commitment so that could cause some fear within a guy but i don't think it makes me you, and
6: i also think you know men may think you're not necessarily dating them for the right reasons or that you're right maybe, you know only into them because you want to have kids and the reality is is like you know most great women are not they're not settling just to have a child with with some guy absolutely you know they no. want the right one but yeah it is it is a conversation that hasn't really become mainstream yet
1: yeah, even I said as a as a as a guy, I, I want I want kids, but more importantly, I want kids with the, the right, right person. person. Yeah, because um, obviously that you know makes and breaks everything. Um, so, Allison, if uh, people want to be on this show, male or female, where should they go and what should they do?
6: Our website is lovestorycasting.com, spelled out L O V E storycasting.com. and fill out an application, and uh, and that's it. It's that simple. You know, we are scouring the country looking for like the best men and women who are at that place in their life. You know, they're in their mid-30s, early 40s, and smart, successful, attractive, and at the core, really wanting to have a family.
1: Perfect. I
2: love it. Yeah. Well, I could submit someone right
6: now if I... I uh... think you
1: should. When does... Uh, how long are you casting <laughs> That's the thing for?
6: is everyone knows someone. Everyone's yep. like, oh, I got the perfect girl, or I have got the yeah. perfect guy, or you have to talk to this person, and... And, uh, you know, they just broke up with their girlfriend or they're tired of dating, you know, or they've worked on their career. Everybody kind of has that that someone that they're thinking about, which is uh, largely why the show was created. Uh, We are casting for the next month.
1: Perfect. Um, yeah, and I, I think anybody who's listening, who either has somebody in mind or wants to apply for themselves, you should 100% do it because one, what's the worst that can happen? And two, because I feel like people always bring that up. Like people are like, "Oh, I've always thought about you know nominating myself for the Bachelor, but I never have." And it's like, why? Just what's the worst that can happen? Take the chance. You always you always miss 100% of the shots you never take. So, well, Allison, <laughs> I'm super excited to watch this new show. I'm very excited about uh, hopefully Vanessa nominate someone and hopefully oh my god, they get that'd be on. Exciting. That'd be great.
6: So, oh my god, that would be great I, it'd, it'd be great for any of my, any of your guys' listeners that are out there that really are at this place in life and you know why why not that's my theory of if you're a great person and and you want these things at the core then then why not your love has been found on tv many many times yes, before has. you know and you've got a lot of people that are looking out for you
1: Totally. Well, male or female, any of our listeners, if you're out there and you know somebody, please nominate them. Um Allison, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. This was great.
2: Thanks, Allison. Uh, thanks for having me. Thanks. Guys. thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.
1: You said you would choose.
0: Yeah. You you don't want to be no, with no. I man. didn't say choose. Okay. Well, that's the question.
2: chicka chicka. What? Rewind. I said.
1: I was actually I pretty, that why. was pretty. That was pretty good. You do that more often. What? Eat. What?
2: Um. No. I said. <laughs> wait. What did I say?
0: Now yeah. I'm where, talking with my Where parents. am I? You don't want to do the guy that doesn't want kids.
2: I d- definitely not.
0: Would you choose the kid over the guy? Would you have a child? I
2: would have a child on my own. Yeah. If I could. You Absolutely. Would. Okay. Yeah. I mean, but I'm also I'm not at that point in my life right now where I'm like, "Oh, I'm going to have a kid on my own." I'll give myself like a couple of years and, you know, until I'm I don't know what age, but um, yeah, obviously that's you know a conversation that I have had with my friends who are in their forties and are in the process right now of having a kid on their own. And I have actually a friend of mine who did have a kid on her own, and I remember her telling me like, "Oh, Vanessa, you don't need anyone to have a baby with." And I'm like, "Well, I don't want to. I don't want to have that mentality where it's like, oh, like f men, you mm-hmm, know? Because mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I think there are great guys out there. Mm-hmm. You know, I think in every. I'm in LA right now, but I, I feel like in every Path that you're that you take in life, there is someone out there for you. I don't believe that there's. I don't know what your take is on this because you've been with your wife for twenty one years. Twenty one years, but I feel like that's there awesome. Are Thank I know you. I know every <laughs> time. You. Let's just cut <laughs> every, every time, time we say that 21, 21. I just feel like there's more than one soulmate out there for you, and I don't like to believe that there's one specific. Because that means the first love of my life was my soulmate and then I'm never going to find my soulmate again. I
0: go back and forth on this because logically, you know, I'm one of those guys that thinks that there's aliens out there somewhere because there's an infinite number of planets out there. So you think with six billion people on the planet, it's silly to think that you could only make it work with one person. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, my wife and I have these stories where we kept crossing paths before Mm -hmm. we actually met.
6: So and how so about it,
0: it seemed like we were being pushed together by the universe, you know? So uh, th- that kind of makes me
1: wonder. So how about we phrase it uh, the way I would say it is that you can find love with multiple people, but maybe there is only one person that you can have a soulmate. Like, so maybe you can find love with multiple people and it's good and it's great, but maybe there's only that one soulmate out there. I don't know. Because it is interesting because I think about the same thing yeah. because it almost... Um, Dilutes the idea of finding that one person by saying, "Well, I think I have more than one soulmate."
2: Well, so, then it's also it comes. It's, down, it's hard. It comes down to like, oh, well, I think this is it. So I have to. Ma-. It comes down to I don't want anyone or myself to feel like I'm settling because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, well, now I'm 32 and I found someone and he has to be my soulmate because I'm 32 and you know it's like, no, I I I wanna I wanna make sure that it he is the right person. I come from a family, my parents are divorced, and I'm probably going to get emotional right now because I'm, uh, I'm like, right. have insomnia. They've been divorced for 11 years. But to me, you know, I come from such a traditional family it was a pretty big deal for me. Now they're both in great relationships. And you know, I still they're, they have a good relationship with each other. I have a great relationship with my parents. But in my head, once you're married, you're married, you know, that was my mentality mm-hmm. when I was younger. I don't know where I'm going with this. But anyway, I'll, oh yeah, se- <laughs> back, to se- back to settling again. I just don't want to ever feel like I'm, I, I don't I ever want to feel like I'm settling.
0: You were, if I'm doing the math correctly, maybe in college when your parents? Yes, up, I was 18. And that was a hard thing, I imagine.
2: I feel like, I don't know, I, I don't want to say the wrong things, but I just feel like as you're, when you get older, you're more implicated in the process. So it's a lot harder because you can't shy away from, procedure of the divorce you know
1: a lot harder to To, separate is
2: that it's a lot harder I feel like it was harder for me to deal with as opposed to my brother who was uh eight years younger at at that age Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it wasn't hard on my brother it was but I think it was it was harder on my sister and I uh you know just because like we were a very traditional Italian family and it it was kind of unheard of and uh yeah and and the thing is it's like I'm not opposed to divorce at all my Mm -hmm. parents are so much happier now And I You know They're in They're in a happier place I'm in a happier place And everyone is And everyone is in a Much healthier relationship um, But all this to say I think when I When I was 18 I I was I felt like I was a very like la daddy da Rainbows and butterflies Nothing can hurt me And then boom And the world worse, in And the I face. was like What the Boop. Mm-hmm. And then Reality hit And I'm like Okay um, Now I know I, I became very independent. I was always very independent, but I became even more so independent and I always knew I didn't wanna financially, emotionally, mentally ever depend on anyone um, but that's not to say that I'm a robot. I just, you know, I'm. I'm I feel like I'm very lovable.
1: I think it's about balance. <laughs> I think, I think. I mean, it, you are one. Yes, you are very lovable. As I'm like asset. looking at
2: Jared for some reassurance. Of course,
1: you're lovable. You should never doubt that. But I think also in your case, it's just about balance. Like you want yeah. that. You want that level of independency, but you also want that level of. Uh, being able to to surrender yourself mm-hmm. to another human being. Yeah. And that's a very fine line. I like line.
2: that. I like that line. Yeah. yeah. I,
1: it's a very fine line to navigate and it's yeah. it's difficult. It's really uh-huh. hard, which is why dating is difficult and relationships are hard dating and you sucks. have to work at it. Yeah. And so I think it's a balance because I think a lot of times, I think also we're the first generation or at least like in the past 30 to, you know, 20, 30, 40 years maybe where we're marrying because we're finding our soulmates you know it used to be mm-hmm. it used to be just formulaic you know a woman would marry a man mm-hmm. because he's got a good job he's a good man and this is the way it happens I start having kids and a family because this is what my mom did and her mom before her and you know so on and so forth and you just end up staying together because nobody gets divorced you don't right. get divorced. miserable or not you just stay together exactly and so I think we're like kind of the first generation where it's like no that's not how life works that's not how relationships work and that's really not how marriage works and so I think a lot of people are obviously the divorce rate is going up because people are like, No, this is I'm not happy. This is not what I'm looking for. People are getting married later in life because they're not looking for just marriage anymore. They're looking for their soulmate. And we're really the first generation to ever start doing that. So I think we're also kind of treading water here mm-hmm. ourselves and really kind of figuring out how this all works. And uh, you know, it's 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 not easy and help I suck at dating, but <laughs> yeah. um, Are your parents together? My parents are still together, but they certainly had some difficult times. They've been married for over 30 years, 33, I believe now. Yeah, it's incredible. But it's very interesting because I've always been an advocate that love changes. You know, you have this puppy love infatuation early on, and then some things will happen that you you know, try to overcome together as a couple. And sometimes you can, and sometimes you can't. But I think, especially early on in the relationship, like people just, if one thing goes wrong, they immediately go to this person's not my soulmate, Mm -hmm. because if this was wrong, then it's not meant to be. Mm -hmm. And I really don't like that way of thinking for the simple fact that there's always going to be things that go wrong in the relationship. And there are going to be bad times. There are going to be times where you question your relationship. That doesn't mean you don't love them. It doesn't mean that you can't work through it. But It's just going to happen. And so um, I always firmly believe that, like, once those obstacles start hitting you as a couple and there's, you know, times of turmoil, if you're able to overcome that and move past that, then that's when, like, the real relationship starts. And that's when, like... Yes, you might have loved each other before, but like there is a different type of love. And mm-hmm. I look at my parents for that. Like my parents had, they were madly in love with her kids and I had the best home and the best parents. Uh, they, they're just incredible, incredible people. And I want
2: to add that my I had the best childhood too.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, because I don't want people loved. to
2: think that, you know, it wasn't. No, it I, sounds I,
1: like it came out of the blue when you were 18. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, also because I was, you know. A Little bit like, yeah, nothing could ever go wrong, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. yeah,
1: but just because people get divorced doesn't mean that they're that's it's a bad home or bad parents. Mm -hmm. You were obviously very loved, they brought you up very well. Um, they brought up a wonderful human being that I'm grateful sitting next to at this podcast, and so So
2: many compliments today, Jared. I missed you last week, I try, (laughs) and so.
1: You know, with my parents, I saw, of course there'd be fights and there'd be bad yeah. times and like disagreements and and then I think now, especially as I've gotten older and we've moved out and it's been years since I've lived at home, my sisters lived at home that like I have seen a certain type of love that my parents displayed towards each other that I never saw as a kid. Aww. For the simple fact that like they had those hard times and there was a lot of obstacles and they overcame them together and it wasn't easy. Yeah. And there were times where you and know, I'm- I even as a kid, I questioned like what was going to happen, um, but now I, they have just this certain type of love and dependency on each mm-hmm. other that is something that most people uh, will never get to experience. And I think there's
2: so much beauty in rediscovering your relationship.
1: Oh, it's so beautiful to even watch. I've been, you know, there my entire life, and I've seen them rediscover not to rediscover love because I don't want to say they ever not loved each other, but like
2: a different type of love. Though.
1: Exactly, a different type of love where now it's just. They, I, like, my parents could never imagine a life without each other. Oh, I love
2: hearing that.
1: It's so true, though. Like, you
2: feel that way, too? Oh, 100%.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why I proposed, because it
0: was laughable to think of a life without her, and that was a long time ago. Mm -hmm. And I also feel like we rediscover each other, because we have two kids, and so you get caught up in the world. Mm -hmm. You know, Allie's sick. Brooklyn broke her ankle last week, which was a oh. drag yeah it's uh, yeah that's true um so much going on there's school stuff and tonight there's an award ceremony we got to go to and thursday night there's a track dinner and there's always stuff going on And he's moving 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 but if we ever get away by ourselves we went to toronto last summer and it's immediate we're immediately
2: ah, oh, that's beautiful young again
0: and free kids again and it's like this is what it was always like and it's so wonderful to get back to that so
2: i have a question um Valentine's Day, Will Smith uh, put out this video talking about love and, and how to make a relationship, a marriage work and a relationship work. And, and I thought his his um, his thought was his thought process on marriage and relationships was so interesting and so true. Do you feel this way? So he was saying how two people, when they are together, they're on two individual paths that every now and then they come together and meet up, but they don't like their paths will cross. But they're parallel to each other. It's not like Mm. one overlaps another path. Because I feel like sometimes, you know, when I was younger and I was in relationships, I would I would kind of let go of my the things that I was really passionate about to kind of like help and focus on the things that my boyfriend at the time was doing. And I kind of lost a piece of my identity because of the relationship that I was in. And now as I'm getting older, I'm like, oh, I, I love who I am. I love what I do. I, I you know, I love to work. I, I, I love being creative. And I want to have someone who is by me doing their own thing. And at the same time, we're encouraging each other to succeed and, and you know, mm-hmm. To be each other's cheerleaders. Yeah,
0: I think that's true. I think a lot of moms have a hard time with that because, especially if they stay at home, like Amy stayed at mm-hmm. home for and, until from the time my first daughter was born to the time my second daughter started elementary school, she stayed home with them. And that's when you
2: and that is even harder than a full-time job. Yes. my mom was. Oh. Yeah, my mom stayed home for six years.
0: Hundred percent. And that's and that's when you. They, I think a lot of moms. Not I mean, to speak for moms, but I feel like they start to feel like they're losing that identity
5: mm, because absolutely.
0: who am I? And then. And then it's been great ever since the kids are back in school. Amy is now, she's teaching group exercise and she's teaching PE at the kids' school. And so she's got her own thing going on. And I think that's healthier for everybody is to have your own thing and be so encouraging of mm-hmm. each other's paths and dreams and mm-hmm. hopes. And
1: Absolutely. It's a long
0: road. That's the thing. It's a very long road.
2: Yeah. But yeah. I look forward to it. Yeah, it's
0: the best.
1: Oh, totally. I'm it's s-
2: such a hopeless romantic.
1: No, it's not an easy road, but it's also a wonderful road.
0: Well, some of our listeners need some help. Well, Well, we're
1: we're here to help.
0: Uh, Kelsey is 26. She says, my ex-girlfriend and I broke up about two weeks ago, but we have a trip planned for New Orleans at the end of the month. I wanted to cancel the trip, but she says, no, 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 we can still go as friends. For reference, the breakup was my doing. We've been off and on for a long time, almost five years, both of us dating other people here and there, and I just wasn't feeling the connection anymore, especially because we live three hours away Mm. and are both pretty settled. I'm still considering canceling the trip because I think it would complicate things, but the fact that she really seems to want to make this work as friends makes my decision hard. We've been in each other's lives for so long. Maybe she does just want to be friends. Should I go on the trip? Help, I suck at dating and apparently not dating as well. <laughs> <laughs> I love
2: that last night. Okay. Well, I want to say this, Kelsey. I'm a huge advocate of when I end or when a relationship a relationship ends for me, I like to give myself space and time to heal and process and forgive myself and forgive the other person and not hold any resentment. And then with whatever time I feel like I need, I'm okay with remaining friends with that person. I'm, for the most part, on really good terms with a lot of my exes and speaking terms. And like if they ever need me for anything, I will be there for them. This to me sounds a little I don't know. I feel like it's a little too soon. The breakup's still fresh. It's only been two
1: weeks. It's hard to to really go on vacation. Especially if you're going on vacation with just the two of you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's only been two weeks and you're the one who broke up with her. I don't know. I think she. I think your ex-girlfriend might be kind of clinging on a little bit if she, she really wants to go on this vacation with this you. This is her Hail Mary. Yeah. She's yeah. like, get it. her to come. I can fix this.
0: I can make this work. Totally. She'll do it as friends, but then she's going to make a move at some point. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I feel like if you know that this is the end of your relationship, then do yourself and her the favor of not going and giving her false hope. Because if I were that girl, I'd be like, oh, my God, I know I'm going to get her back. Like, you know, I'll be able to do this. I just, I would be like no, if I know this is this is the end of our road, then I would um, not go.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree with what Vanessa said. Like, I'm a big advocate with being friends with your exes, having said that there has to be some sort of line and border between that, you know, because it's only fair to, you know, yourself and hopefully your future partner. Uh, and also, like, within this vacation, if you go on vacation with her, there could be, like, a really uncomfortable moment where if, you know, your ex-girlfriend does, like, really throw up a Hail Mary, so to speak, and mm-hmm. then you're in New Orleans together and you have to spend the entire weekend there or however long you're going. I don't know. It just If you know that it's done and you only want to be friends and you only broke up with her two weeks ago, it does feel that she might be clinging on to something. Um, so I'd I, w- I, would, I would, probably cancel it. It'd be hard. It's not going to be easy, mm-hmm. uh, especially if she's just saying, I only want to be friends mm-hmm. with you. But um, Don't go unless there's a part of you that kind of wants this to get back together. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly.
0: Uh, Rachel says I love your podcast Because I suck at dating Oh, Rachel (laughs) We all do I'm 19 years old And have not dated anyone Or ever had my first kiss
2: Girl I was 18 When I had my first kiss There
0: you go Which has recently Had a major effect On my self confidence I don't know why I can't find anyone To date like all my friends can And I'm tired of living The lonely life Should I start looking At dating apps Or should I keep the hope That I'll meet someone The old fashioned way I recently started talking To someone I went to High school with But I doubt anything Will come of it Again I love the podcast
2: Aww, thanks, oh, thanks. Well thank Rachel. you so much,
1: Rachel, for emailing us.
2: Listen, I was a late bloomer.
1: So was I. We both in were. a lot of
2: ways. But uh, yeah. So I um well,
1: do you want to expand on that? Yeah, I was like, no, I, I was, don't know what that means, uh, so I'm not even gonna dive down. No, that but road. I
2: mean I was I I <laughs> I, well, was, a virgin for, well, I was a virgin for a very long time.
0: You don't want to say the age?
2: Uh, until, like, my early 20s. Okay. Okay. And I didn't have a first kiss until, well, hold on. I wasn't 18. I was in secondary five. I have to do the math. Like, the last year of high school is. You're how you mean
0: 17 18? Seven, yeah. Okay. Could so that was 18. my first
2: kiss. That was my first kiss. My first, like, big love at the time where I thought I knew what love was. But, you know, great relationship. Didn't end up working out. But we're still friends. So I say, like, you're so 19, I'm 30, I'm turning 31, and I still haven't figured it out. Girl, I got engaged, we got unengaged, <laughs> so I, you have so much time ahead. If I can go back and tell 19-year-old Vanessa not to worry, I would tell her, Girl, go out, have fun, figure out what you want to do with your life, go make mistakes. You know, you're going to get your heart broken. I keep getting my heart broken. And I'm, st- I'm you know, it's, I-, I feel like there is hope for you. If you course, want to meet Rachel. someone the old fashioned way, go for it. I mean, yeah, you know, I'm all for meeting people through friends and family. Obviously, if you want to do some dating apps who am I to say went on the bachelor to find love of
1: course so Rachel yeah I also think like I think you should absolutely go on dating ads because you're so young you're only 19 I lost my virginity at 19 as well I was a late bloomer I didn't have my first kiss I had my first kiss sophomore year of high school
2: what's that I don't know what sophomore is
1: uh so <laughs> I'm Canadian for, for, hello 14 15 oh you were 15. young 15 15 oh, okay I think. 15 okay fine um and so actually she kissed me I didn't like I didn't kiss her it was I'm such a pathetic loser um <laughs> but uh Rachel you ha- you're so young I'm so much time and i also think like one you should totally go on dating ads because why the hell not everybody wants to meet the old-fashioned way. Use
2: Instagram as a dating app.
1: But yeah, there's nothing wrong with also just going on a dating app and just kind of like, you know, going out, putting yourself out there. You never know what's going to happen. You could still meet somebody the old-fashioned way, even if you're on a dating app. And then furthermore, I also think like when you say, I recently started talking to someone I went to high school, but I doubt anything will come with it. Don't think of it that way. You don't know what's going to come from it. You know, it could be good, could be bad, but at least keep the option open. Don't like already poo-poo it before you even think... Poo-poo it! Poo-poo it. I love that phrase. <laughs> I'm going to bring it back. Um, Just, you know, before anything even comes from it if anything comes from it you know just keep an open mind
2: well I want to say whatever you want in life throw it out there to to, to the universe If Ask you're giving, universe. yeah if you're giving negative energy to the universe the universe will respond back to that so keep an open heart um, I wanted to say something else but I forgot I also- you're gonna find a girl oh oh yes I want to say um, don't if you look at your friends who are in relationships and I you know at one point too I was like oh my god a lot of my friends are married and have babies and they have that but doesn't mean that someone whatever someone has that you don't have does not mean that they're any happier
1: mm, exactly well put that's that's today's society that's the social media you know everybody mm-hmm. on instagram looks like they're so happy and in love and everything's great in their life and then behind the screen they're actually just as insecure Rachel and sad as you it's really are really true I not that you're sad but you know what I mean Like, she does seem a little sad in this email yeah totally and there's nothing wrong with that and there's like we're all we all have our own things and so Rachel keep going you're gonna be fine thank you so much for listening to the podcast yeah, don't let don't let that get you down yeah, Some, yeah. other friends yeah. are dating people it doesn't mean
0: they're happy it doesn't mean anything and I, and I always say past. this exactly. like yeah
2: and if you're feeling a certain way there's probably like <clears throat> millions of other I always tell myself you know like oh why me like no you know why me plus millions of other people going mm-hmm. through the same thing mm-hmm. so
1: and to th- bounce off your point about like asking the universe Mm -hmm. totally like put what you want out there ask the universe and let go of how it comes to be like a lot of people you say like oh i want to meet someone the old-fashioned way Well, what happens if you do meet the love of your life on an online dating app is that bad because i don't think so like you could potentially meet somebody that you are so in love with online and like so just put yourself out there and let go of how that comes to be because if you get it
0: who cares? We were talking about how the universe was kind of pushing my wife and I right. together. Give the universe as many opportunities as possible yeah. to push totally. you towards that person. Yeah. There's always yeah. doors opening. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I I think that's great. I think the best advice that you guys said was 30-year-old Rachel, 40-year-old Rachel, 50-year-old Rachel, can yeah. look back and totally. would yep. love to say to 19-year-old Rachel, yeah. it all worked out yep. just perfectly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly how it was supposed to.
2: Oh, so Darren, you know, like every once in a while, well, I've been starting to do this I go live on Instagram before doing a podcast either like a day or two before just yeah. to get like to see what people have uh, in terms of questions and I wrote wait I had two I, well I wrote one down as I was cooking I'm nervous Um oh, where did I put it
1: Oh you lost it too bad Well
2: done no wait Oh yeah, what do you think of open relationships? What's your take on open relationships?
1: <laughs> open relationships. What are my take on open relationships? I mean, one an open relationship has to be open on both parties. Absolutely. Um, but I also don't think that like if you believe in uh, you know, if you don't believe in monogamy, then um then go for it. Like uh, I don't I don't really pass judgment on anybody who like if they are well, swingers I, oh, or whatever. Sorry, you no, call I, it. I don't
2: I didn't mean it like that. I'm Would confused. you would you be open to... Here I
1: am on the podcast talking about swingers. <laughs> <This> is...
2: <laughs> well, I was asking Camp No Counselors if True. there's swingers on his camp. Um, and I asked him camp. if they supply condoms. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean... We're team. good. We're great good at team. our job. Great That's team. it, baby. Oh, now I'm giving you a high five there. High five. Yeah. yeah. Um. No, are you... Would you be open to an open <laughs> relationship?
1: Would I be open to in terms of... Uh, well, I think there's a couple different things there. One, I think an open relationship, pe- people could interpret as uh, early on in the relationship, like we've talked about. Like, do you still go on dates with other people? If you so don't... I
2: will say, I've never been in an open relationship.
1: Yeah, like I remember Even you saying if you're you one are,
2: date in, you're not.
1: Yeah, you're zero to 100, <laughs> yep. which is good though, yep. because you really, I, I think it's a very good mindset to have to have focused, like focus on one relationship and then mm-hmm. put my effort into that. And if it doesn't work out, then I move on. Because mm-hmm. um, I do think that a lot of people just kind of like they have like, you know, their eyes going all over the place. Being yeah. like, oh, well, I'm kind of going on a date with this person. But then next Friday, I'm meeting up with this person. And then Saturday, I'm meeting up with this person. And it's like, well, how can you really give any of them a chance if you're like going on three dates and four nights? Um, and so in terms of like after commitment, and you guys talk about having an open relationship, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. As long as you're both open and communication is there. And you guys talk about, hey, like... We're kind of, uh, you know, open to the idea of being with other people. I guess I'm, you know, I I feel like there's someone
2: for, I keep saying this, there's someone for everyone. I remember people saying like, oh, Vanessa, you're too like, you know, you're too stubborn with what you want. I'm like, no, I don't feel like I'm stubborn with what I want. I feel like what I want is out there. And when I find that person, it'll just make sense.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. So
2: anyway. Oh, and then I have another. What do you think of poop talk? (laughs) Poop talk? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Uh, I'm all... Are
2: you open to poop So, job? I
1: gotta be honest. So, when I was, uh, I dated this girl a while ago for, like, four years, and I had a really difficult time farting in front of her. What? Uh, honestly, I almost... It's
2: the reverse.
1: I, I, and, and so, even to this day, I have a difficult time, because I want the girl I'm with to always find me sexy. I know. Listen, I, please... I'm sorry. Don't, don't listen to this next segment, because I am a psycho when it comes to this, but, like, I just... S- smell is very, is a... I don't care. Let me. I don't care if she farts in front of me. She used to fart in front of me. I don't really care. It's, you know, it's whatever. You're in a relationship. It happens. It's just the way your body works. But for some reason, I I have a hard time. I'm a
2: very gassy person. Yeah. So I cannot date someone if I cannot talk about poop or fart or. uh, To me, that's the (laughs) sexiest thing. Just being like. Just being yourself the
0: sexiest thing. I just find number one. Okay, fine.
2: It's not sexy, but I find it so funny. I'm like a kid. I'm like oh, totally. if someone is burping or farting, I'll be like <laughs> like clapping and like rating their farts and rating their burps.
1: I could care less if a girl talks about it. I love it. I, I'll talk about it too. I'll talk about poop and whatever, but like for some reason, like the actual act of At it, farting? I'm like, I need I need some space. I need like my time alone to do this. This is like me just smelling up the joint. So like let me be for a little while. And then I'll put some cologne on, and I'll come back to you.
2: See, that's when I know the person's not for me. If I'm too shy to poop, not pooping.
1: Wow. Are you a door
0: open person? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I am. Oh my. I'm uh. a.
2: I will Facetime you while <laughs> I'm on the bowl. <laughs> tmi
0: interesting
1: oh, thank you for listening to the, for whole the people podcast. who are wondering oh, why making no. it all the way an hour and 28 <laughs> yeah. minutes, i mean that's it? great honestly like Jared, that's, that's like ca- that's like couple goals right there like that's what you want yeah i just those are I, my
2: best relationships by the way the ones where i'm just like we can just I, I, I don't know and everyone my family and friends who know me they're like have you guys like talked about poop yet I'm like yeah they're like alright he's 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 staying for long I'm like yeah I know very I got,
1: interesting yeah. wow so they need to have
2: poop talk they want to like,
1: have kids they have yeah. to have you know your guys yes. need to want to have yes. kids they need to be able to talk about poop poop I think that's it, right? I think those we're going yeah. to the right go right Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. Well, uh, perfect. Well, thank you guys for coming in. First of all, thank you for the venture capitalist, <laughs> Jesse Draper, for coming in. You can find her on Instagram at Jesse C. Draper. She also hosts a podcast right here on iHeartRadio with our own Ben Higgins. Uh, it's called The Lady Bosses and Ben. It's coming soon to iHeartRadio, so definitely tune into that. I also want to thank Adam to shower. To shower to shower. excuse me, from Camp No Counselors. If you... Do, uh, I'm telling you, you should really check out this camp. It sounds incredible. I'm super excited to go check it out this summer. You can go check it out, campnocounselors.com to find all the dates, the cities that they're hosting it in, or you can go on Instagram at campnocounselors. That's their Instagram handle. Thank you again for the casting director, Allison Kaz. Uh, If you know anybody that is uh, uh, in their early mid to late 30s, early 40s woman seeking family, wants kids, you can go to lovestorycasting.com. They'll be perfect for this new dating show they're putting on Fox. So definitely check that out. Thank you again for Allison Kaz coming on. Thank you, Brooklyn. You get $20 off and free shipping. You go to Brooklinen.com. You use promo code HELP. That's H-E-L-P. Brooklinen, the best sheets you ever have. Vanessa, you really need to invest in that because you need a good night's sleep. Yes, I do. So thank you guys for listening so much. Keep the emails coming. You can email us at dating at iHeartMedia.com. Please, we love the emails. Best part of my the show. I love hearing from you guys. Thank you guys for listening. You guys are the best fans in the world. We'll be back next week and hopefully we'll suck a little less. Thank you, Vanessa. Thank you, Jared.
2: Thank you, uh, Dean, for not being here. Bye.
1: (laughs) Follow Help by Suck It Dating on
0: iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.